0: Hi, I'm Brenda Burns, and this is the Vienna Assembly of God Sermons Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's an honor to share this time with you. Learn more about the ministries of Vienna Assembly of God at ViennaAG.com. Please leave your comments and reviews on the platform where you're listening. And now for today's message. Well, we're still in Psalms we're going to stay there for a moment Um, today we're going to talk about the theology in the Psalms that that carries us into the New Testament and so the that within the Psalms there is this summary of the Old Testament and in the Old Testament we have the revelation of God to his people before the time of Jesus But another aspect is this reality. Jesus taught that the Old Testament spoke about himself. In Luke 24, we read of the disciples on the road to Emmaus and how Jesus appeared to them, walked with them. They didn't realize it was him, but he explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. Now, when this was written and when it's talking about the scriptures, it's talking about the Old Testament. And later on in that chapter of Luke 24, after the disciples in Emmaus had suddenly realized who Jesus was and then he disappeared in front of their eyes, they booked it back to Jerusalem to go tell the disciples what happened. And, they're, and so now they're there. And then Jesus appears in the room with all of the disciples. And he said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Now in this statement... He's identifying the three parts of the Old Testament. The law of Moses refers to the Pentateuch, the the first five books of the Bible. The prophets refers to the former prophets and the history books and and many of the the later prophets that we, we associate with, like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. And then the Psalms includes not just the book of Psalms, but also other books in this group called the writing. So Psalms, Proverbs, Song of Solomon, Job, and others. Jesus taught that every part of that Old Testament includes him, has teachings about him, okay? And so St. Augustine said it this way, the New Testament is in the Old concealed. The Old is in the New revealed. The Old Testament promises a coming Savior and Jesus is the fulfillment of that promise. Another thing about Psalms, it is quoted in the New Testament more frequently than any other book. This is another way that we can see that the Psalms, look, when we're reading the Psalms, let's look at it through the lens of Jesus. Now, One of the reasons that the Psalms is oft quoted is that it was much known. The norm for the people of Israel in the time of Jesus was to learn by memory much of the Hebrew Bible. The Psalms are especially suited for this because poetry includes meter and rhythm and ways to help us remember. Now remembering. My grandchildren amaze me how well they memorize lyrics. (laughs) So I've, that's never been my strong suit, but when I listen to them like on karaoke night, or if they're just in the car with me and singing along with the radio or whatever, I can be mesmerized by how they are able to sing every single word. And they, it's true, isn't it, Like they just, Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Just every word. They just know the lyrics to the songs. Now, in the time of Jesus, not everyone had a written copy of the Scriptures at their bedside. Um, They learned the Scriptures through memorization, through hearing it read, and Scripture was recited and spoken and learned from an early age age but I was thinking about this lyrics and and the fact that lyrics um, of a song telling a story right so some of the television shows from when I was young came to mind and these are some lyrics that I actually have managed to remember and so if you watched any of these same shows I want to see if you catch on here so if you hear this line What comes next? Let's see if you know. Here's a story of a lovely lady who was raising three very lovely girls. Does anybody know what comes next? (laughs) Yep, she got it. The youngest one in curls, right? Oh, my goodness. Um, How about this one? um actually i didn't look it up i'm not sure i'm saying this part right but come and listen or well listen to a story about a man named jed (laughs) what do you know what's next a poor mountaineer barely kept his family head fed then one day he was shooting at some food And up through the ground came a bubbling crude oil, that is, black gold, Texas tea. (laughs) No? Maybe you have to be my age. That's the Beverly Hillbillies. The first one was the Brady Bunch. Um, Okay, last one for for me. Who can turn the world on with her smile? Who can take a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile? Y'all recognize that one? See, these are lyrics to songs that were at the front of a TV show. Well, it's you, girl, and you should know it. Each day with every little movement you show it, love is all around, no need to waste it. You can have the world, why don't you take it? you're gonna make it after all that's mary tyler moore all right those things are like just deeply in me because of growing up what hearing these stories like every tv show started with a story in a song um these lyrics indicate my age okay depending on your generation there are probably other lyrics that either go with a TV show or a game or it's just a good song. But once you hear the first line, once you hear it, you know what's coming next and you know the story. And my guess is that this is, some, this is something that is true in every culture. We have songs that teach us stories. Now i bet for the most of us there are also particular scriptures that you know by heart and that once i say the first part you're going to be able to complete the sentence or the phrase so let's see how we do with this the lord is my shepherd (laughs) for god so loved the world you shall receive power yeah love the lord your god Do unto others, not by might nor power. Yep, you guys are doing great. You guys are doing great. (laughs) One of my favorite psalms that clearly looks ahead to Jesus is Psalm 22. Now, before we read it, I want to say that this psalm was written... When it was written, the psalmist did not necessarily know or understand all the ways that what he was writing was going to be fulfilled in Jesus. That's not the point. The psalm had meaning for its original author and its original audience, but it also includes this prophetic looking forward to Jesus, to the Savior. And Jesus knew this psalm. (laughs) Of course he knew it. He knew it as God, but he also knew it in his human existence, learning it the same way that every other young man with him learned it. And another truth is that the Jewish people gathered around the cross also knew this psalm that the readers of the Gospels in the early church also knew this psalm. So I want you to pay attention to how it begins and to what story it tells. It's a little longer than some of the others we have read, but we're just going to allow this psalm to finish preaching to us today. And let's prepare our hearts And attune our ears to hear the word of the Lord Psalm 22 my God my God why have you abandoned me why are you so far away when I groan for help every day I call to you my God but you do not answer every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted in you, and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were saved. They trusted in you and were never disgraced. But I I am a worm and not a man. I am scorned and despised by all. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads, saying, Is this the one who relies on the Lord? Then let the Lord save him. If the Lord loves him so much, let the Lord rescue him. Yet... You brought me safely from my mother's womb and led me to trust you at my mother's breast. I was thrust into your arms at my birth. You have been my God from the moment I was born. Do not stay so far from me, for trouble is near and no one else can help me. My enemies surround me like a herd of bulls. Fierce bulls of Bashan have hemmed me in. Like lions, they open their jaws against me, roaring and tearing into their prey. My life is poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength has dried up like sun-baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You have laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. O Lord, do not stay far away. You are my strength. Come quickly to my aid. Save me from the sword. Spare my precious life from these dogs. Snatch me from the lion's jaws and from the horns of these wild oxen. I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. Praise the Lord, all you who fear him. Honor him, all you descendants of Jacob. Show him reverence, all you descendants of Israel, for he has not ignored or belittled the suffering of the needy. He has not turned his back on them, but he has listened to their cries for Help, I will praise you in the great assembly. I will fulfill my vows in the presence of those who worship you. The poor will eat and be satisfied. All who seek the Lord will praise him. Their hearts will rejoice with everlasting joy. The whole earth will acknowledge the Lord and return to him. All the families of the nations will bow down before him for royal power belongs to the Lord. He rules all the nations. Let the rich of the earth feast and worship, bow before him all who are mortal all whose lives will end as dust our children will also serve him future generations will hear about the wonders of the lord his righteous acts will be told to those not yet born they will hear about everything he has done this is the word of the Lord. So we recognize the first verse of this psalm as words that Jesus spoke from the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I have imagined That when Jesus cried out that first verse of this psalm, it was all he had the strength to recite. But others who heard him knew how the rest of the song went. (laughs) Jesus knew how the rest of the song went. He knew the story it was telling. And even as he cried out, he knew how that psalm ends. That the whole earth will come and bow before the Lord. That all will, hearts will turn back to him. I am not able to expound today on everything it meant for Jesus to feel forsaken. At the cross theologians have written volumes on what took place in that exact moment when that sense of my God my God why have you forsaken me what what all happened in that moment but here's what I want you to hear today that even in his darkest moment As he was crying out, he was also telling a story. A full and complete story of not just being forsaken, not just the torments and the cruelty that he was enduring, and not just the the bodily pain and, and suffering that he took on himself as he was crucified, but also the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the power of God, the victory of God, the future hope that we all have in God. And I want you to be encouraged today that even in moments that you feel forsaken, call out to jesus because he understands and that might be the first lyric of this psalm but it's not the end it's not the way it ends and jesus himself fulfilled all of the pieces of that psalm that was prophetically looking forward to the savior His hands and his feet were pierced. His garments were gambled for. His (laughs) bones could be counted because he was in such a, a dehydrated state. And he fulfilled that suffering, but he also rose from the dead on the third day and he fulfilled the victory that is told about in this psalm. And we know that we can call out to him and that the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and the victory of God can be ours. Amen? Amen. We're just going to close at this point in prayer. And I want you to envision that moment of Jesus on the cross crying out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Let's close our eyes a moment. As we've been going through Psalms and and looking at different aspects of it, We've learned how the Psalms allow for lament while simultaneously building our faith. Jesus' cry of, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, was not a cry of despair. It was a cry of faith. And I want you to come before him today in faith and hold before him that moment or moments where you have felt forsaken. I also feel to say to you that this psalm talks about the enemy surrounding him and being like a pack of dogs or a herd of bulls. And the scripture teaches that there is an enemy. (laughs) It's not just us and God trying to get things straight between us, there's also an enemy coming against us, trying to keep us from receiving the salvation that God has given. And I I just want to acknowledge that you might have been facing some attacks from the enemy of our soul, and I want you to know that God has victory for you over that as well. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I pray for each of us today that we would enter into your sufferings and receive the faith that you poured out for us there. To know the goodness, faithfulness, the power of God, the victory of God in our own you have triumphed over sin you have triumphed over death you have triumphed over the devil and we will proclaim in the assembled worship people the goodness of our God future generations will tell of the goodness of our God. And we thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's a good day in the Lord. Amen. I want to send you out with a blessing. And while I was on vacation, I I had a thought of... um of changing up the blessing, and, and we might do that, but I'm sticking with what I have for now. Um, but in, in the coming months, it, there's going to be a few format issues that might shift for us in our service, and so the blessing might be one of those. We'll see how that works. But I want to send you out with this blessing because it's true. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world and a city that is set on a hill, cannot be hid. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen and amen. If you enjoyed today's message, why not share it with a friend? I invite you to subscribe at Apple Podcast and our YouTube channel. We'd love to hear your feedback and comments. So glad that you were with us today. Look forward to seeing you next week. At Vienna Assembly of God, we love God, others, and life, and we're leading our community in a growing relationship with God.